Are you that weirdo that likes to live, laugh, and lurk? Then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Happy Hour Gets Weird. All right. Well, hi there. Welcome or welcome back. I'm Cassie. And I'm Tiffany. And this is Happy Hour Gets Weird. Weird. Yes, and this is a main episode, so get ready, people. Uh, but before we get into the episode, let's talk about what we're drinking today, and it's a good one. It is a drink named a cryptid named Shirley. A cryptid named Shirley. Yes, I see what you did there. Yes, and it is a dirtier version of a dirty Shirley. It has vodka and grenadine, and instead of Sprite or 7-Up, I decided to use an alcoholic seltzer and it's mandarin starfruit flavor. I mean, you could technically use any flavor that you prefer, mm-hmm. um, but I tried the mandarin starfruit and it is delicious. And you know me, I always have extra, mm-hmm. extra, extra, sh- extra sugar testicles, of course. Yes. And your your drinks are always extra, extra. Yes, there's always a lot. There's a lot going on. They're chaotic. I, I'm the first to admit. I love a mixer that's also uh, alcohol. It's, <laughs> it's fantastic. It's beautiful. Yes. it. You know what? It's just like a cryptid. It sneaks right up on you and it will kick your fucking ass. Or French kiss you. Yes, because after all, her name is Shirley and she's kind of sexy. Obviously. <laughs> so before we get into our episode today that I'm so excited about because we're obviously discussing weird as fuck cryptids. We had something to bring up to our lovely listeners. Yes, we need a favor. Um, If you love listening to us, um, it helps indie pods so much. We are looking to expand Happy Hour Gets Weird um, with things like merch or a Patreon. Um, hot air balloon. Yes. I, I've i always wanted a hot air balloon. <laughs> what if that was the only thing we did when we expanded <laughs> was we just got a hot air balloon and shouted our podcast from it. <laughs> we just had like five big speakers and we just played our <laughs> podcast over like unsuspecting villages. Um <laughs> You know, because only hot air, only villages allow hot air balloons to travel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. above. Um, anyways, <laughs> it, it, I mean, how how fitting that we, you know, get on a tangent of hot air balloons when we're actually trying to say something serious. Um, so it is so important for small indie pods that uh, their listeners, when you really enjoy the show, to subscribe and to rate and review. Specifically, reviews on Apple Podcasts is important because the more reviews that we get, the higher they boost us in the featured podcasts. Um, and then more eyes on us. And more eyes mean uh, advertisers coming our way. And that means we have the funds to expand. So we, uh, we, we ask you, if you enjoy this podcast and if you would take the time to rate and review on Good Pods, Apple, there's a couple other podcast platforms that you could rate and review. Um, it would mean so much to us and it would give us the opportunity to uh, what expand our empire. Yes, that's all that we want is just an empire of our own. 
Just that's all that we're asking. But really, um, everything that Cassie said is so true. And it's surprising how much the reviews really help our podcast. Yes. And also telling your weirdest friend is definitely a great way to grow our community. Yes, it is. Or if you're on Reddit or whatever social media platform that you like to use, if you meet somebody or are in a group that you think would enjoy our show, spread the word. We will so appreciate you. Yes, yes. There's a lot of Reddit uh, pages that ask, oh, are there any podcast recommends? Uh, and, and, And if you feel so inclined, go ahead and recommend us. We would appreciate that beyond so enough of us begging (laughs) cassie get off of your knees for the love of god uh but oh and, and one more thing for everybody who's been listening to us from the beginning or new listeners wherever you are on this happy hour gets weird journey we thank you so much for listening we appreciate it. We notice every single new listener we get, and it's mm-hmm. an awesome feeling to grow our show and to everybody that we've talked to. It's just great. We're making these friends, growing this community, and it's so much damn fun. It is. And those of you who have already reviewed and rated, thank you so much. You're the fucking best. The bee's knees. Yes. All right. Well... A business aside, let's get into some high strangeness. Um, Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Dealer's choice. (laughs) Okay, you go first. And then are we going to have a battle royale, a quick battle royale at the end of this episode (laughs) to see which cryptid dominates the other? (laughs) We can have a discussion. Um, My cryptid is extra cryptidy. So okay. I just, I feel like I don't have a lot of answers. Okay. So we decided on this one that we were going to focus on some even more out there than normal cryptids, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't like bring up Bigfoot again, right? Technically, have- no. Okay, that, I don't know if I trust that. We have done a Bigfoot Yeti episode. I'm not sure if we had to pull it for sound. I'll have to check that. But if we we did did. pull it for sound. We did. I think that was the one where we said we sounded like we were actually recording from Bigfoot's butthole. Yes. (laughs) Um, If we did pull it for sound, we will revisit it because we do love Bigfoot Yeti. We love all the heavy hitters in the mm-hmm. cryptid world mm-hmm. but for this episode we're doing some extra weird ones that we hope you have not heard of yes and i mean you have you definitely haven't seen or have well you? if you have email us i mean like why are you fucking holding out <laughs> and if you are this cryptid don't forget to leave a rating and review Thank you. <laughs> okay so today i'm talking about the riverside bridge monster AKA the Riverside Monster, AKA the Brain Tickler of Riverside. Oh my goodness. Who names these? I love it. They should name me. I'm changing my name. Okay, so I'm going to set the scene. It's November 8th, 1958, in Santa Ana, California. Charles Wetzel was driving home. Hey, uh, Charles Wetzel of Wetzel's Pretzels? 
Let's say yes. Okay. Charles Wetzel was driving his pretzel mobile home. <laughs> when Charles got, I, I don't think it's from Wetzel's pretzels. They never mentioned it, but I like the idea of him driving a giant pretzel vehicle. I, he, it, it's, that's the only way this story is going to go. He's driving a giant pretzel vehicle. He's surrounded by pretzels. He's eating a pretzel. He's drinking a ground up pretzel through a straw. He's drinking the cheese. <laughs> drinking the cheese. <laughs> when charles got to the santa Ana river traffic slowed the river was high so bridge traffic had crept to a near stop suddenly the radio became static at that same moment a creature jumped out of the bushes and leapt in front of charles wetzel's car he said this is a stick up give me all your pretzels (laughs) give me all your pretzels don't fucking forget the cheese sauce either (laughs) Here is that creature's description, a quote from Charles himself. Quote, it had a round, scarecrowish head. Oh. Like something out of Halloween. It wasn't human. It had longer arms than anything I'd ever seen. When it saw me in the car, it reached all the way back to the windshield and began clawing at me. It didn't have any ears. The face was all round. The eyes were shining like something fluorescent. And it had a protuberant mouth. He later also said that the monster's legs stuck out sideways from the body. And he also made the point to mention that the creature's scales were almost like leaves. Oh. So rounded head, mouth that comes out. Like a duck, you know, protuberant, protuberant, uh, like a duck bill, I guess. Out. Okay. Okay. No ears, shiny eyes, like the way animals' eyes like reflect on your, you know, on light at night. Yeah. Long, skinny arms, long. I'm assuming frog-like legs since they stick out sideways, and large scales that are almost leaf-like. Oh my goodness. So. The creature reached into Charles' car. Charles went for his revolver that he kept stored in his glove box, but thought better of it. He thought to himself, okay, if I miss this thing, it's going to really be pissed, right? Yeah. So instead, Charles stepped on the gas and ran the creature over. (laughs) Solid move. (laughs) The monster screeched as Charles' car sped over its body, and Charles drove straight to the police station. There, police inspected Charles' car and noticed deep scratches along the hood and window, as well as an oily substance along the bottom of the vehicle. Oh my gosh, I love it. However, when police went to the bridge, everything seemed normal and no Riverside monster was found. Although... There was another driver that claimed to have a similar sighting the very next night. Although this time it was not as up close and personal as it was with Charles Wetzel. So that's the story about the, I'm going to call it the brain tickler of Riverside because that's my favorite name. I wonder how that name came about because it just like, don't freaks you out so much it just gets in there and tickles your brain I guess I guess I guess so I love it I'm I want that to be my name um but 
this story takes a bit of a high strangeness turn. And I hope I'm using high strangeness correctly. And I wanted to end it extra weird. Okay. Obviously. So when I was researching, I came across, I went through a bunch of websites, which uh, I'll name at the end because I forgot to start with them. But um, I went through a bunch of websites and I came across a book that I have not read yet, but I think I'm going to, I'm planning on buying it and reading it if it's an easy get. Uh The book is called Mysterious America by researcher uh, Lauren Coleman. So in this book, Coleman noticed that certain places, as well as certain names, as in people's names, Uh were more frequently associated with strange circumstances. For example, the names Fayette and Hobbes frequently came up in researching strange phenomena. Also, the name Wetzel was high on the list of common names associated with weird shit. In fact, evidence of this. So that same year, that same year, 1958, another Charles Wetzel also had a strange encounter, but this time he was in Nebraska. He saw what he described as a giant kangaroo creature jumping leaping across his property (laughs) wait is this the same charles wetzel's pretzels or a different charles wetzel no it's a different charles wetzel that's what i'm saying the same year a different man named charles wetzel also reported seeing strange phenomena so i guess several people saw this weird kangaroo creature and i don't know if it was actually a kangaroo or if it was just something that they could only describe as looking like a kangaroo But nobody ever caught it. It was very bizarre to see a kangaroo jumping around Nebraska. I guess it could have escaped from somebody's home. Um, I don't know. It's just a very, very weird story. But it was so weird to Charles Wetzel number two that he decided to um, commemorate his experience. By opening up a pretzel shop? Almost, but better. Okay. By making a beer named after the kangaroo because charles wetzel number two owned a brewery so charles wetzel number two named this beer wetzel kangaroo beer in honor of his super weird experience but i have to say he should have named it wetzel kangaroo brew because it's easier to say and it rhymes but that's fine (laughs) it's okay Maybe there's another Wetzel kangaroo brew out there already that exists. I don't know. Yeah, major missed marketing opportunity there. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. Call me Charles Wetzel and I'll, I'll help you out next time. But I just <laughs> thought it was so weird because I was, like I said, I was researching this original Charles Wetzel story. And then there was like this footnote on all the stories that the same year there was another Charles Wetzel who also had a very bizarre story. And it's not like... I mean, I have never heard the name Charles Wetzel before. It's not like, you know, John Smith or something like a very common set of names. Yeah. And I also found it so fascinating that some, some, I mean, we all know that some places are associated with high strangeness. We all know like Skinwalker Ranch, there's certain ley lines and things like that where a lot of weird shit happens. Appalachian is is kind of a place. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I did not... I guess I never had maybe I hadn't heard or never thought about just some people's names end up showing up on these weird lists more frequently and I just thought that was pretty cool I absolutely 
think that falls under high strangeness. And I just want to say, I love how your mind works because almost every episode, one of my favorite things that you do, among a ton of favorite things that you do. Flash you, but only you can see because <laughs> yes. it's <this is> audio. <laughs> yes. This is, you always include these little nuggets of fascinating bits of just like a snapshot of information that is so fascinating. So thank, thank you so you. much for that. I love that you do that. Thank you so much. It's I love doing these kinds of episodes. They're light and fun. And also, I really get into them. I really nerd out on the <laughs> weird ones that we do. I really fucking nerd out. My husband loved the rant I went on yesterday. Um, <laughs> so my sources are weirdus.com. Uh, or newsbreak.com and cryptids.fandom.com and we will link these in our show notes. Yes, we will link those. And um, our next cryptid brings us to Mount St. Helens. But before we talk about the next one, I want to mention the articles that I read and it's um, www.organlive.com, an article there, and also cryptids with a Z, .fandom.com. Okay. So Mount St. Helens or La Wait La La, as pronounced by the indigenous Cowlitz people. Thank you. Mount St. Helens is a volcano, if you didn't know. <laughs> I'm like, it's a volcano, like I'm talking to a first grade class. Um, And it's located in the Pacific Northwest of the United States. It's 52 miles northeast of Portland, Oregon, and 98 miles south of Seattle, Washington. So technically, it's in Washington, but it's... It's Washington, Oregon area. It's right smack dab in the middle of a super dense, expansive wilderness. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to mention Bigfoot per se, but this is Bigfoot territory. Obviously. Just like my heart belongs <laughs> to Bigfoot, so does the wilderness. Yes. Um, so Mount St. Helens erupted in 1980 and it is still known as the deadliest volcanic eruption in United States history. Whoa. Yes. Uh, I believe close to 60 people perished and over 200 structures, 40 something bridges. It was, it was devastating. But the reason I mentioned this eruption is because it is believed that when Mount St. Helens erupted, it released a creature from the pit of the earth. And this creature is known as Bat Squatch. I'm so freaked out right now. <laughs> so the creature is said to have yellow eyes, a dog-like muzzle, blue fur, sharp teeth, bird-like feet, and leathery bat-like wings that span up to 50 feet oh my god I hate bats and I just watched a horror movie where bats got out of a crack in the Appalachians and then it wasn't good it was a horror (laughs) oh this is so freaky I hate I don't like it no 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 so in addition bat squatch is said to be nine feet tall and has the ability to affect car engines much like what? The Riverside River Monster. 
that almost sounds Mothman-ish. Yes, um, it does. And some people have described it as a diabolical flying ape. Mm-hmm. And others have described it like a bat-like Bigfoot, hence bat squatch. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yes. So there have only been a few recorded sightings that are related to bat squatch or the bat squatch. In April 1994, teenager Brian Canfield is driving his pickup up near Mount Rainier in Washington when he says suddenly the engine of his truck stalled and in front of him landed a human-like nine-foot creature with blue fur and leathery bat wings again what looked to be like a 50-foot span. God that's so massive. I know the creature looked at him and then Uh, for for a second stared directly at him with its glowing eyes and then ascended and disappeared into the night brian was later interviewed by a reporter from the tacoma tribune um where he relayed his account Mm -hmm. Uh, and then just recently the show monsters across america reached out to brian he they were referred to brian's mother and brian's mother said he still believes the account he believes what he saw. He sticks by it. However, he's moved out of the area area, and he wishes to um, not discuss the sighting mm-hmm. of, of the bat squatch. So the next sighting didn't happen until 2009. A group of hikers near Mount Shasta, which is northern California, but just south of Oregon, repeat, reportedly saw a large bat-winged creature with blue fur they said it was at least nine feet tall with a 50-foot wingspan and they saw it fly above the crevice of Mount Shasta that is so huge like I can't get over how big it is it's insane it's like the size of an airplane the last sighting happened in 2014 a witness was walking his dog in the area and saw something strange Quote, I saw something flying the sky. It had bat wings, blue fur, and had a face similar to eyes glowing red. It was about nine feet tall at least. And after I watched, it just flew away. And then it hasn't been seen since. But so one person said it had glowing red eyes, another glowing yellow. But it, but all the witnesses seem to get the general description. Mm-hmm the same and it seems to like volcanoes it's so weird this is really weird you know what the only thing the story is missing is i wish every person in your story was also named charles wetzel <laughs> so maybe i can go back and edit that so <laughs> okay just to, it, i don't know just for the continuity it'd be great <laughs> so i i don't know if this if it's drawn to volcanic activity if it it really does come from the core's earth crust and the core I mean, I don't know. It's it's also like how, I mean, I guess nobody saw him until after the eruption. He wasn't there before the eruption, right? So mm-hmm. it's not like with the Mothman, how he was there before the bridge, the horrible, horrible bridge accident, right? Like people mm-hmm. said that they saw him before that devastating thing. So he's not really there to warn anybody. Mm-mm. He just likes volcanoes and being the a giant guy. I think he just likes long cruises over volcanic activity. Long walks on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. 
he just is, you know, going for a Sunday uh, stroll about, fly about. I don't know, yeah. flap about. Just a single cryptid who likes long flies around volcanoes and, you know, mm-hmm. sunsets. Mm-hmm. Tacos in the sand. Just a typical dude. Yeah. And, you know, it sounds like he has you know, an acute awareness to how engines work. Maybe he could even change your oil. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say I'm into him because I'm married, <laughs> but um, I mean, he sounds nice is he all that do- I'm saying. The weirdest part is that he's blue. I know. There I know that that shouldn't be the weirdest part, but is, are there sketches? There are um, a ton of sketches. I'll post them on our social media. They're really, really cool. And also, okay. I forgot to mention, I, I was on the um, I was on the borderline of mentioning this, so I'm just going to fuck it, go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it did mention on Cryptids Fandom that there have been several pictures taken of this creature, and they have yet to be analyzed. So I don't know if that's speculation or proof. I don't know who has the pictures. It didn't name the agency or the person. Um, So Hmm. I don't know. But it is fascinating. So really quickly, who do you think would win in this SmackDown? Obviously, your guy would win. Mine looks like a ginormous praying mantis, but with scales instead of smooth skin. I also have an artist's rendition of the scene, which is fantastic, and I will um, send it to you to post. But yeah, don't you think? I mean, obviously, your guy, he's so well, strong. And those wings? Yeah, but I think the wings might be his weakness. I mean, what if your guy gets his claws into the oh, wings? Oh, like on, like on the, uh, the show that we liked. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, what was that show called? Midnight Mass. Yeah. Ooh, that was a really, oh, God, that scene. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if my guy, because he's so just scrawny, he could just like poke right through him. Yeah. And then he's landbound. Uh, Bat Squatch yeah. is landbound. I still feel like he's stronger, though. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if he just like sk- sk- flew by and got him with his claws or bit him or something. Yeah. I, I'm thinking maybe Bat Squatch would walk away with this one. Excuse me, fly away with this one. Yeah, I have to agree. All right. It's not as well, fair of a fight as when we did the the uh, the pants versus the glowworm. <laughs> what, what were their real name? The uh, the uh, well Mongolian deathworm. Yeah, when we did and the Mongolian deathworm and the Fre- Fresno nightwalker. Fresno nightwalker. Yes. Yeah, that was a much more fair fight. Hmm. Um, all right. Well, then that settles it. Batsquatch walks away from this one. We will keep him on his side of the bracket. Next time yeah. we do a cryptid episode, yeah. we will put him up against we'll bring, the Yeah, we'll the bring winner. him back. You, you win yeah. this round, Batsquatch. But yes. you know what? I'm coming for you next time. You have won the battle, but you might not have won the war. No way. I Honestly, I think that a cryptid named Shirley and Batsquatch should probably get together. Her cryptid power? Sex appeal. She's all a cheese. She weaves a cryptid web of of come and get me sexiness, and that's when she gets you. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's all she wrote for today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you like cryptids, um, feel free to DM us or send us an email and um, tell us about the cryptid you like, and we'll uh, work work it into a cryptid episode. So, thank you so much for listening. 
thank you. Thank you so much. As we said at the top, we appreciate you. And our next main episode, we will be back in the realm of true crime. Yes, absolutely. And on that note, don't forget to love yourself, lock your doors, and listen to your gut. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Thank you.